You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Doing well. It's March Madness. So, March uh, Madness. Day after St. Patty's Day. Hope you didn't have too much green beer last night. I, I tried to uh, keep myself in, in good working order, so I think yeah. I did a pretty good job. With all the celebrations, we wanted to have a discussion about um, another thing some of our listeners might be celebrating, and that is starting a new job. Yeah, these, these uh, change of life uh, kind of things are always useful to talk about the financial planning and implications and uh, things to consider. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime you have something that kind of changes, you know, oftentimes we don't necessarily think about the financial ramifications. And I would say that's especially true for a job change in a couple of different ways. I mean, a lot of times people look at the bottom line of, okay, my salary is going from X to Z. So this is a good move for me. But there's a lot more that maybe goes into that that they need to think about. And then also, how do you prepare to transition from where you are to where you're going and all the different things that come up as a result of that? Yeah, well, and, and I would say most of these points we're going to raise aren't the kind of things that affect whether you do change jobs or not. They're just you know, sewing up the loose ends around uh, what what to make sure you do when you do change jobs. You're not leaving money on the table or having unintended tax consequences, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, this is helpful things to consider if you're considering starting a new job. And, you know, obviously after the fact, it's a little bit harder. But, in, in you know, if you've listened to us long enough, you know that we're, proponents of changing a job for a, for lots of different reasons, not just to get more income. <laughs> um, so this is certainly not a, hey, how do you make sure you're getting the best deal kind of conversation as it is? Make sure you don't forget about things or make sure you're planning it out properly so you're successful in your next endeavor. The first group of issues to consider do revolve around cash flow. And you know if your cash flow is changing for better or for worse, you should, uh, we only made it like a minute in this time, but you, know, you need to think about Think about how that impacts your budget. Do you have to um, maybe make some compromises on some of your expenses and other goals because your pay is going down or do, is now an opportunity to reallocate some, some new income to savings goals or paying off debt? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if let's take the scenario of, hey, your income is going down. Well, one of the things mm-hmm. that you should be doing before taking that job is kind of going through and doing a couple of mock budgets of, okay, right. what am I going to have to give up in order to get into this new position? <laughs> is that in line with what my values are as yeah. opposed to, you know, can I just, you know, can, can I do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I would say the opposite of that, going the other way, you know, what I always like about job changes and increases in income is it's kind of a great time to trick yourself into doing some things that right. you haven't done well, like increase your 401k contribution yeah. before you know what your new, you know, baseline pay is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you, once you get used to that little bit extra in your paycheck, it's harder to give it up. You can, uh, proactively do that before you get used to uh, 
seeing those dollars in your paycheck, you'll be better off. Just, you know, one of those, those uh, many ways we can trick. Sometimes it's, you know, if it doesn't come naturally to you, I, I'm a big proponent of tricking yourself into doing the right thing. So um, <laughs> great time to sign up for a little bit more in your 401k, because when you walk in, you don't, you know, you, chances are you don't know exactly what that pay is going to be in terms of what it turned, in terms of what your paycheck is going to say at the end. Other issues to consider, Dave, obviously, if you're changing employers, chances are your benefits are changing. Right. Yeah. We rely on our employers for a lot of the little uh, little extra things. So make sure you look at the benefit package, see how it compares. You know, for a lot of people, the focus there is on health insurance coverage. Make sure you don't end up with any gaps. If your former employer offered, uh, offered health insurance, you should be able to continue with that for, um, for a few months through the COBRA program. And then the other thing is to make sure that your new coverage or your new employer covers the doctors and healthcare providers that you use, make sure they're still in network. You want to find that out now instead of after you've already uh, committed to having services provided. So it's definitely, you know, it's not always apples to apples in terms of are you paying about the same? Um, you know, obviously, if if the new company has health insurance, that's a good thing as opposed to going from a company that doesn't that does have health insurance to one that doesn't. However, there are, you know, it's not always apples to apples. So you want to try to get as much of a look at that policy and see how that's going to affect or change your budget and some of the things that you're working on along with doctors and you know dental coverage and some companies now they don't start health insurance right away so like you said Dave is there a gap there and how do we plan for that outside of health insurance there's some other things that I think are important employee benefits that we don't always kind of consider um, one of which is disability coverage. Majority of people get their disability coverage through work. Um, so, you know, what kind of coverage do you have at your current job versus the new job? And if you don't have coverage, you got to think in terms of, okay, if I have to get my own policy, what does that mean in, in, a, in dollar terms as far as um, your budget and, and how things kind of flow through there? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And then life insurance, I guess you could include with that as well. Um, yeah. you know, those are probably the big ones that we see that people get coverage through their employees' life and disability along with, you know, outside of the, uh, the obvious one, which is health insurance, which everybody's kind of looking at. So you want to make sure you uh, make sure you end up in at least as good a situation uh, with all of those aspects, you know, and and life insurance for somebody who's who's still working um you know if your new employer doesn't have the same kind of coverages you probably can come up with term coverage fairly cost effectively um disability is one that a lot of people skip over because you know we all think about life insurance but uh you're more likely to need disability insurance during your working years so well, that and it's probably more catastrophic to you financially right. if, if you do need right. it you don't have it than life right. insurance right if you have an hsa health savings account through your former employer those are pretty portable you don't always have to move them but you should look and see what the costs and benefits are of that account and if you're moving from an employer where you had an hsa um to a new employer with an hsa you can look at the two plans next to each other and see if it makes sense to move those. The big thing is you don't want to lose track of it. 
Definitely don't want to leave that. Those are, you know, powerful tools. And so, you know, whether you're using it or whether you're rolling it into the new plan or just making sure you're maintaining it so you don't lose out on those funds. Um, Similar to the HSA, a lot of people also have FSAs. So (laughs) making sure you understand what the rules are. Do you have to spend all the funds before you leave that company? Um, What are the the coverage continuation options? And if you do drop that and want to pick it up at the new company, making sure that you're able to do that as well. Yes, that's uh, flexible spending accounts, a little different than health savings accounts. So Make sure you know the rules because those plans can all vary and just make sure you're not uh, leaving money that you set aside behind when you go. Other Another big benefit that we always talk about is the retirement plan, deferred mm-hmm. comp benefits. And so, you know, what are some of those issues? The obvious, the one that we see marketed to people all the time, at least, is the, the old 401k rollover. Right, right. And... Uh, you know, we could we could devote an hour to talking about you know when to when to roll your four hundred one k over and when not to, but uh, in general, in general, it usually looks good to uh, to do a rollover. You want to make sure that, uh, that that's a good fit for you based on you know your new four hundred one k plan or IRA options versus what you're invested in now through your former employer and what those plan rules are. Without you know, going into too much detail on this topic, um, we, we, what we can do is in the show notes, we will put a link to the uh, should I roll over my dormant 401k um, to give you some options to run through there. But you know, essentially when it comes down to it, typically and not in every plan, some plans are a little bit different, but you have three options when it comes to those. One is leave it where it's at. Two is roll it into the new plan at your new employer. And three is roll it into an IRA slash cash it out, which, um, you know, you can talk ad nauseum about why you probably shouldn't do that as well. But those are kind of the three options. um, And there's different decisions to be made. So we'll definitely uh, put that flow chart in the uh, show notes for our listeners that want a little bit more information on that. Get ready for the biggest marketing summit in Lansing's history. Circle Friday, May 6, 2022 on your calendar. Zedia Media will be hosting the summit at the Royal Scott Banquet Facility. All the big bosses of marketing will be there, including key sponsors like M Connections, Super Web Pros, Uno Deuce Multimedia, Paper Image, Michigan Creative, Jungle Jane, and Weathervane Roofing. Tickets are on sale now at zediamedia.com. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A media.com. 17 presentations on marketing trends you need to know for your business. Big prizes, lots of fun. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. As far as your plan from your new employer goes, you want to make sure you get enrolled for that as soon as you're eligible and uh, contribute at least enough to uh, to get the full employer match and, uh, you know, um, keep going with what you were doing before. Yeah. And, you know, figuring out what that match is. And like we talked about before, if you're making a little bit more income, maybe you can defer an extra percentage or two to the for, the new plan and, and enroll in that as soon as you can. Um, and making sure to pay attention to what the match is and making sure you're maximizing that. A um, couple other smaller things to consider, and this is very specific, dependent on your employer, but um, some employers offer 
equity or new employers might offer equity compensation. So trying to figure out and work through how that might affect you in, in the on the former employee side would be stock options. You know, do you have stock options? Are they vested? When do they vest? And how does that impact them? Another very complicated topic. Generally, if you, if you have equity compensation, either from your old company or your new company, get with a financial planner, get with a tax advisor. There'll be deadlines sometimes around actions when you leave a company. So make sure you talk to somebody right away that can help you make sure you don't lose out or have any unintended tax consequences from, uh, from ignoring that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a, a couple of uh, issues with clients where, you know, they had to do something and weren't necessarily aware of it. So you got to right. pay close attention. You probably want to seek professional advice on those because they are the least thing from simple that we have really in the financial world when it, when it comes to employers and benefits. Yeah. And, and in a nutshell, there's a wide variety of plans. So it's really hard to give give one size fits all advice. And it's really a hard thing to sit down and type into Google, what should I do? Because a lot of the advice out there is pretty generic and high level and, and not specific to your plan. Definitely, you know, and, and even when we get those and being in the business, it takes a fair amount of research to figure out what's going on and, and to, you know, to, to get that, get, get those things set up the way they should be. So definitely, you know, don't be afraid to seek help on those. Stock options. So, you know, if you, if your former employer has stock options in a private company, you know, what are the, if those are illiquid options, you know, it makes another thing to consider there. Um, Mm-hmm. And then rolling on, another thing is uh, tax planning and what issues might arise out of that. So, you know, if your salary is changing, you're going to want to uh, make sure that um, that your withholding is correct and, and kind of look at the big picture. Um, so you're not ending up, you know, with a surprise tax bill the following April. And uh, consider the big picture, your income from your former employer, your income from your new employer, and then any other income sources and how those things will all kind of mesh together. Yeah, absolutely. Those are, you know, obviously the big ones. You don't want to um, under withhold and end up paying penalties for that. Um, and, and so making sure you're checking off those boxes, checking with your tax professional so that you're on the same page with what that will look like with that change in your financial status. Um, another thing to think about too is if you are starting a new job and that involves selling your house, how does that affect things? And also if you're selling your house to move and you're moving into a different state, if you have multiple state tax returns, I'm going to make sure you're paying attention to how that might impact you as well. And keep in mind if you receive severance from your former employer, that's taxable in the year that you receive it. And also if you uh, collect unemployment benefits in between jobs, that's taxable in the, in the year of receipt. So, you know, make sure you factor those things in. It's not always as simple as just looking at your salaries. Other planning issues, you know, if you are in a role where you have a non-solicit or non-compete, you want to be real careful around how you... Um, the new job and, and whether or not you are abiding by that. I, I've right. seen a lot of people, and this is one that's kind of tricky, but 
just recently, it seems like I've seen one or two people that signed these and didn't even realize they were signing them right. as part of their initial onboarding, however many years ago. And then when they go to leave, they're like, oh, crap. You're, if you're in an industry where those are common, you know, as you're making or before you make a job change commitment, you should be talking to an attorney and get an opinion. And just make sure you're not doing anything that's going to get you into uh, a little bit of a legal bind as you move to a new company. Probably the last thing you want starting off a new job is um, (laughs) figuring out that you have a non-compete and uh, really kind of uh, putting a a hinge in your plans. So Generally, the new employer is going to ask about those things and probably want to see the documents that you'd signed before uh, you onboard, but just be aware. Yeah, and usually it seems to be that um, a lot of these things get worked out, but you know, there's different rules in different states and different types of non-solicit, non-compete. So it's certainly something you just want to be aware of. Another thing to consider that won't affect everyone, but will affect some people is student loans. Um, yeah. So if you have student loans, checking to see a lot of employers nowadays are offering some sort of student loan repayment assistance. So that might be a benefit that you can take care of. Another big one is the public student loan forgiveness program. And so depending on where you're at with that, if you're working for a public entity and you qualify for public student loan forgiveness, which is essentially your loans are forgiven after 10 years of working for a public entity. It doesn't have to be the same one. So if you go from public entity a public entity, then you um, would still qualify. But if you go from public to private, that might have a big impact on your finances. And if you're in an income-based repayment plan and your salary is changing, you know that's another another factor to consider. Back to the budget uh, concept, of course. But uh, you know, just make sure you're not uh, going to be surprised by bigger payments in. Uh, and be ready for that. Yeah, you know, it's that's one of those things that sneaks up on people. You know, you're excited because you got a, a better job and more pay, and then all of a sudden you turn around, and you find out that your student loan payment went up. So, um, <laughs> not that you shouldn't take that job because of that, but just don't be surprised by it. Try to factor that in when you're thinking about all this. Um, and then, I, I guess, lastly, this is a good one too. Um, do you need to update contact information for certain things? I know a lot of us, myself included, would love to have just one email that I use for everything. But if you're like that and that's your work email and you're leaving your employer, you really want to update that stuff beforehand, or you might find yourself locked out of some things. Right, and and make sure make sure your former employer knows how to how to get in touch with you too for tax documents and. Other things that may come up. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, if you're moving as a part of this, you want to make sure you're updating addresses and, and maintaining contact because your former employer is going to have stuff that they need to get a hold of you for, like tax documents. I think we've pretty well covered it. This, of course, is also going to be in a uh, nice handy checklist that'll be in the show notes and downloadable if you if you'd like it. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, if you have questions on some of the things that we talked about today, feel free to shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. Um, and always, you know, think about hopefully this is helpful to think about some of those things as you're in that transition so you don't uh, get caught by surprise. Great. Thank you, Nick. Always a pleasure, Dave. I will talk to you later. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. 
You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.